Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, Nerdapalooza, the world's largest nerd music festival, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hi, this is Simon Strange. I'm the head of Sunstone Games, makers of Kaiju Combat, and you are listening to The Nerdy Show. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hi, I'm Hex. Hey, I'm Doug. I'm Kristen. I'm John. And you're listening to a Nerdy Show Microsode, a show featuring a topic that you have picked out. We're a listener-supported podcast, and every time you guys push us over a $100 mark in our monthly support drive, you choose what we talk about. And this time around... Big Bad Shadow Man has asked us to talk about great rivalries. He says, two beings, two beings that are iconic for doing battle with one another, i.e. Batman and the Joker, Optimus Prime, and Megatron. Well, he said my two ideas, so I'm just going to go. Well, the episode's over, guys. (laughs) Do-do-do-do-do-do. Really, Micro? I was like, well, I I, I was compiling a list. There's a few we can knock off right away, just because everyone knows them. There's nothing more we can really say about them that hasn't already been said. Obviously... Batman and the Joker. Yeah. Megatron and... Me- yeah, Megatron and uh, Optimus, Optimus Prime. Doom. Superman, Lex Luthor. Yeah. Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom. Yeah. Doctor Doom's awesome, though. He transcends them. But anyways, go ahead. Uh, Captain America and Red Skull. Yeah. I mean, th- there was they were designed to, right. to, to be, you know, anti each other. Which is true of most uh, comic book villains. Like, like yeah, the, yeah. ones that originated in the 1960s. They have a lot of added complexity to them, and certainly Marvel villains always have a certain human element to them and sort of a tragedy, just something that DC appears to never understand. But um, <laughs> oh, you went there. I'm oh. just saying that uh, they got a Villains Month coming up, and there was uh, an editorial mandate that there not be any sympathetic moments with those villains. Cyborg hmm. Superman is in it. Cyborg Superman. It's not a bad thing. Jeff Johns wrote him really well. Yeah, and then he killed him. Oh, yeah. He is dead. I don't know. Anyway, sounds like a bad idea. Anyway, uh, obviously, Superman's greatest rivalry, Doug, is Cyborg Superman. I mean, Cyborg Superman, Doug. See, there, there, I got to fight with you. The best Superman villain is Bizarro. Yeah, like, Bizarro is more anti-Superman than than Cyborg Superman. Uh, Mario and Bowser. Yeah. Right. So, Link and Ganon. Yeah, so, uh, Sonic and Robotnik. Yeah. Right. You know, some, the, the every classic game or every classic comic book, you you know, you just know it. Like, you know the hero, you know the villain. What about some literary stuff like Ahab and Moby Dick? Yeah, that was one. I got uh, Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty. Yeah. Which oh, is say, yeah. Which is, you know, massive. That's kind of like uh, so much is spawned from those two. Mm-hmm. Bond and Blofeld, even in the books with the, against Smirsh. Uh, that, was, that was clearly something out of the books. Uh, oh, Dracula. 
and Van Helsing. Ooh, nice one. And not like just the, the movie version, but right. like, you know, like right. straight up like Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, from, that from, movie version. Yeah, that one was just like, dude, they were destined to fight. Like, it, it's totally different. Yes. Uh, one, another one I like from literature, but also in a lot of films, Captain Hook and Peter Pan. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Those guys are perfect for each other. Right. They will fight for eternity. Mm hmm. I got a couple of the ones that are a little bit more obscure that I was going to save to later, but I'll run through them now so we can, if we want, we can, we can, we can talk about them. I got. So, so, so you're inviting us to derail you then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. At any point. Seinfeld and Newman. <laughs> that was, that was unexpected. <laughs> that's what I said. They were unexpected. I just thought, <laughs> that, that's definitely like, yeah, that they will forever. They'll never like each other. Ever. Never. Ever. Newman. Captain James T. Kirk and Khan Noonan Singh. But, you know, original. <sighs> right. I'm not going with the new one because it's. We already talked about they, that. They, they have no previously established relationship. Right. Yeah, exactly. You can't be, you know, it's like, I don't know you. I don't know you. Guess we're rivals. So, <laughs> like, uh, want to get a drink after this? <laughs> sure. That's, that's the thing. With the original episode, that built the rivalry. And that's why that episode is freaking awesome. Right. Personal favorite, Indiana Jones and Belloc. Now, Belosh. Belosh. Yeah, it's like the, the Germans call him Belosh. But, um, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, now, you know, that's the, Belloc. <laughs> uh, in the, he was only in the one film, but I'm a nerd, of course, and I've read like some of the other books. Yeah, they were straight up rivals. There was no. Yeah, that. dude. It, have you, you read some of the other books? Like, I, I'm aware of their relationship. Oh, and, man. And it just, it just, it's, all, it's all in Raiders. Like, you just, you just see it. They, yeah. they are up in each other's business. Yeah, yeah. I, like, in, in the comics and some of the novels, Belloc is such a dick and it would have been a great way that you well, love to also, hate him also if you read all the uh the notes for the seasons of young indie chronicles mm-hmm. that didn't happen mm-hmm. man he is ah, that show was not yeah. great but if, man, if they just got into season three holy shit yeah yeah <laughs> another interesting tidbit uh about uh belloc uh was that he also played ivan ooze in the power rangers film i had no idea yeah Whoa. <laughs> he was also reverend shooter in hot fuzz <laughs> <laughs> which granted wasn't the best rivalry for those two characters but it had my favorite moment in the film it was very you know it's like stop this madness then you know, anyway right uh <laughs> sarah connor john connor versus skynet that's yeah. like that's a cross-generational and that's the thing about that is like it's like not, only, not only is it cross-generational but the rivalry is equal on both sides where it's right. not like well one is just a robot and we don't we don't john connor we don't care about him we're robots it's like no dude Skynet fucking hates John Connor. John, and like, Skynet is sending people through the fu- through the past exactly. to hunt him down. To like sending, prevent his birth from ever happening. Literally everything they got at trying to kill this child and it's just right. not happening. So right. you can understand if the robot was emotional it would be frustrated. Turtles and Treader. Yeah. That's yeah. like, you know. Traitor? Tre- no, Shut no, 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 no. Shut your, your, <laughs> shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Before I shut it for you. <laughs> Uh, one that I grew up really loving, Pee Wee Herman and Francis. That's amazing. Nice. Yes. No, seriously. Like, I mean, that, no, that's no, the, I, this is an unironic appraisal yeah, yeah. of that. That that's is a pretty good one. I used to recite that their, their line exchange because the hatred was so thick oh. in every scene that they had. I want to just start quoting, but I'm going to restrain myself because I was <laughs> going to go into the whole thing. But just look it up on YouTube. The the Pee Wee Herman Francis. Oh my god. We'll link to it. Yeah, it's that is. I feel like that needs to be like a master class of like enemies just like bitter enemies but also it's somewhat innocent but it's not like they, <laughs> i can't define it it like it, it it breaks all it broke they broke the mold when they made that film oh 
My goodness. Anyway, come came up more recently. Commander Shepard and the Reapers. Oh, yeah. Because again, a good one. much like John Connor and Skynet, it's the Reapers. The, at first, Reapers are like, "Oh, you're a human. Whatever. You know, whatever. whatever. Yeah." Then suddenly, it's like. We okay. need to take down. We need to fucking. We to <laughs> and it's just like, oh wait, now the Reapers are gunning for Shepard number one. You know, it's like that's pretty badass, and it, it's all the more badass when you are Shepard and you can hate the Reapers as much as they hate you. Yeah. So I don't know. That's classic. Here's a real life example, mm-hmm. uh, one that's made its way into popular culture, especially popular culture somehow related to nerdy show. Tesla and Edison. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, and that's and probably legendary. Edison and everybody else he pissed off. <laughs> Well, he was really good at that. Well, also Tesla and Marconi. Yeah. But that's not as infamous. But yeah, Tesla Edison is boom. Would you say similar vein of that, uh, Dr. Light and Dr. Wiley? Totally. Definitely. It's, it's, it is very much the, exactly that situation. <laughs> I mean, his name is Thomas Light. Thomas Edison invented, quote unquote. Are you, are you, are you putting Tesla in Wiley's shoes? Is that what you're doing? No, I'm just saying. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that was where the name came from. And Albert Wiley, the name came from Albert Einstein. That's what the, the, oh, they looked at the okay. first names of two famous inventors was where they got okay. the idea. <laughs> I was about to fight. It's like, <laughs> Nikola Wiley. It'd be like, holy shit! How do we not see this before? <laughs> do companies count? Corporations are people, friend. <laughs> You're so, right. Pepsi Coke. I'm not your friend, pal. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm not your so pal, buddy. Pepsi Coke went though. So. Coke actually detonated stars, you know, supernova, to make their logo in the sky to win the race forever. What? What you is guys, that from? Just don't remember the I, Red Dwarf books? Yes, yes. I was like, uh, I, I recognize that thing. Yes, yeah. The the uh, the Coke Pepsi wars have made its way into fiction and and had notorious consequences. Oh, okay. Uh, John, please, uh, please explain. What was it? Crichton ship, right? What was its purpose? Its mission was actually to go out and to detonate like these supernovas. I think, and they like you know got like lost and scuttled in space. Yeah, that that's it's been it's been a long time since I read the Red Dwarf novel. Yeah. So that that, sound, that sounds right though. That sounds right. Yeah. And, if and, it isn't, uh, it's been a while. And you know the the, uh, the Pepsi Coke rivalry is actually. I mean, man, it, it, early nineteen eighties, late seventies, it got it got dark. Uh, yeah, it, Coke has so much. This is a weird, weird, weird version of this conversation we're supposed to be having here. But, but Coke, Coke has so much prevalence now. Like, there's never a doubt that the the alleged soda wars were ever going to, you know, end any other way. And Pepsi does seem kind of like the underdog. Well, and it's also weird. Like, people have made this comment more uh, several times. But you can go to any village in the world. There will not be medicine. There will be Coca Cola. Late seventies, early eighties, Coke was losing. Yeah. Like they were, they were. Pepsi was way over and it was because of that whole taste test thing the the blind taste test people initially liked pepsi more because i guess the it was the taste of a new generation it, it was it, <laughs> it, I, the, the going theory is like i don't, I don't know if this is bias on coke on coke's count because i don't even fucking uh drink mass-produced sodas anymore so you know i don't have an opinion on this really uh, they, you know, the idea is that Pepsi's sweeter so than than Coca Cola Classic. So you initially you really like you really like that first sip of Pepsi. You drink the whole thing and you're like, oh, I didn't really care for that as much as I cared for, the, but whatever. Anyway, so that's where New Coke came from and all that whole. That's a whole thing I know way too much about I the whole of the, the new the new Coke one. scandal. Please, let's move on to something that's not this weird discussion. <laughs> so it's not real world. Oh, so Spider Man. I tried that Crystal Pepsi, but whatever. <laughs> Spider Man and J Jonah Jameson. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That That's, is a good rivalry. I was going to say Spider-Man and everybody. Because, I mean, like, you, Venom, Green Goblin, But the one villain Doc that he Oc. can't just punch in the face. Yeah, the one villain. And also, he enjoys having him as a yeah. rival. Like, he actually, <laughs> he's just like, hey, JJ, what's going on? Get out of here, just stab Spider-Man. Like, it's, it's very much, they love to hate each other. Right. Again, there's a little bit of innocence in there. That's That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a strong one. Man, he must... If Peter Parker still exists anywhere, he must be really fucking mad at Doc Ock right now. You want to... Like, they are... If if this... If somehow, like, when next Spider-Man movie comes comes out or whatever, and they gotta, you know, make Peter Parker not dead, though he may actually stay dead, I don't know, then, uh, holy shit, he's gonna be mad at Doc Ock. <laughs> it's just gonna be... That is gonna be the Wait, most in the comics, rivalry. did he kill Jameson? No, no, no. I meant, I meant Peter Parker. Right. No, no. No, 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 no. Oh, Doc Ock has, has first he and Jameson were on the same side. And Jameson's like, wow, wall crawler. You're finally like, you're speaking my language. You're beating up punks and you're like, you're, you're put, putting them within an inch of their life. I can really relate to that. That's great. I'm the mayor and I endorse this Spider-Man, whatever. And then Doc Ock's like, hey, um, uh, give me this prison you're decommissioning, this prison island. And he's like, what? no, why? Why would I do that? And he's like, because I have all this blackmail material on you. So you're going to do whatever, whatever I want. And he's like, you, you, yeah, I knew it. You're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now but now J. Jonah Jameson mayor of New York City is the pawn of Doc Ock slash Spider-Man and uh, he's he's rolling out with a crew of take. spider minions yeah man. I, I was gonna say because based on the films like uh, the J.K. Simmons is is in my mind like in every superhero movie there's always someone who gets the part and they nail it right and it's not always the hero it could always right. be something else definitely for Spider-Man that person was J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson and the thing it's that perfect yeah perfect is like I, I don't mean just like oh he was like you know metaphorically he's perfect it's no, no no literally literally perfect uh <laughs> but the thing that i loved about the film was like even when he's like oh spider-man's a menace and he's terrible blah, 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 and he's being funny or whatever when when green goblin blows the wall down grabs jay jonah by the throat and he's like who sends in the pictures of spider-man he's like uh, I don't know. Send him into the mail. I don't know who he is. I'm like, dude, you got balls, JJ. <laughs> like, he might, he may not like Spider Man, but he's not gonna. He's he, still. He, he will he not put still, one of his employees at risk. He's still just a, to catch Spider Man. A, a journalist with integrity. Yeah, surprisingly. Right, <laughs> so, but it's no, true. But but it's because yeah. like through and through, he's a journalist. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about Jameson that he is a lovable villain. Because mm-hmm. he, he's not even. I wouldn't even say villain. He's just antagonist. He's a yeah. hurdle. He's, he's yeah, like yeah, an yeah. annoyance. But again, like they're perfect for each other. Like that. They're also both. They work in the news. I don't know. It's great. I, like even with like Lex Luthor and Superman, it's not as fun. Like it's good. It's it's important, and it needs to be there. And he's the, the number one but, for a reason. But it's there's there, it's lacking a certain. Well, they, they, they don't love to hate each other. Like, Cap, I, like Cap had it had the nail on the head with DC doesn't fully get villains. They don't make them relatable. Mm. There isn't a reason for us to root for Lex Luthor. Well, well there, I, there is I, definitely I, a reason for us to root for Lex Luthor. I, I think he's it depend. Here's the thing: it depends it, on the version. It, the problem is that most times people just don't write Superman well, and that goes right. for everybody associated with him. But right. the thing about Lex Luthor, the thing that makes him a really compelling character, and one of the one of the most interesting and introspective characters in DC Comics is that he is a genius. Mm-hmm. He's vain, but he's also under the idea that he is out to protect humanity. Like right. he believes they, they need to play up the opposite more of Luther because, like, Superman was born with superpowers, and morally, he's really you know good and just. He's he may not be a perfect genius. Lex Luthor is a genius, but he's also a self-made man. Right. He, he, he believes like, in human ingenuity exactly. and human power, like, and he will be damned if some creature from another world like comes in here and says that you know I, I, I'm I'm going to protect you. He's like, no, humanity will protect itself. 
And then really, then he says all these big sweeping arguments that are all in favor of humanity and like this guy needs to leave us alone and let us to our own devices. And then really all those arguments just end up being about him and Superman because he's so vain. That's the one line I loved in Superman Returns where it's like, oh, Lex, you know, what do you think you're doing? You're not God. And he just gets angry, but not screaming. Just no. Gods are beings that fly around in little red tights and don't share their power with mankind. (laughs) And I'm like. Ooh, <laughs> side of Lex that we haven't seen in the movie before. I want some more of that. And then, well, you know, the rest of the movie happened, and uh, uh, didn't quite dip into that as much as I as much as I'd like. But it, yeah, it's like there's just that's why it's frustrating because there's so much there's, there's ripe ground there, but they don't go through with it. Right, but, and they they kind of have done it to death with Batman and Joker. Like I, I can't tell you the number of times they play up the whole "we're opposites, you and me." You know, we could have been the same, and we're all different. It's great the first time you hear it, and then yeah, <laughs> it kind of blows your mind the first time. Like, holy shit, yeah, like he made him. But he made him, and then, oh man, and what, what, what came first, you know? And but you know, it's it's just every version has done it. My though. favorite rivalries in Batman are the <laughs> are the ones that are one sided, like because there's Batman's like, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. I'm Batman, fuck you. Even mm-hmm. with Joker, he's he's got it. There's a special twinkle in his eye for Joker, but it's still he likes to think that it's yeah, whatever, fuck you. But it's like guys like Bane, guys right. like uh, Ra's Ghoul, like they they're like you. You are my all-time enemy. Right. You are the guy that I have to like. I they, have they, they gun specifically for him. Yeah. I have respect for you, and I hate you. Right. Um. And I. I mean, with with Rachel Ghoul, he's like this. You know, the ultimate Machiavellian like crime emperor. So you you know his shit. But like with Bane, when Bane is well written, which is seldom, hmm. you know, he's this romantic, tortured beast of a guy who really kind of can't help himself in a lot of ways. Like he he gets by on crime. He. He does his thing, but like he respects Batman in this very passionate sort of uh, combative warrior's code kind of way. But he and even though he respects him and appreciates him and 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 respects that he was in turn beaten by Batman, even though he broke him, mm-hmm. he still knows that for his honor, he has to tear that guy in two next right, time he right. sees him. <laughs> yeah. Well, because so here's the thing, like, I, well, I guess this ties into the point of, you know, DC can't write great villains stuff. And I'm like, you know, we got. Spider-Man, we got this, we got that, we got Magneto for crying out loud, like perfect villains or whatever. But I'm like, you know, I'm looking at the thing over here and I'm like, how, you know, we don't, Lex Luthor's kind of a problem, but why, like, why doesn't Green Lantern and Sinestro, the Flash, like, who's the main villain for the Flash? Like, who, who's the opposite of the Flash? Fla- Flash Slowpoke it, Rodriguez. <laughs> With Flash, it's, it's a collective, it's the rogues. Yeah, the mm-hmm. rogues gallery. Like, it's kind of like how Spider-Man has his own. Um, well, Batman's got a rogues gallery. But no, 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 no. Sorry, it's actually there's actually a group called the Rogues. Oh, it's yeah, a, Captain Captain uh, Cold and um, Captain Boomerang and the Trickster and and the Firefella. Uh, What's his name? If only something. if only Kay were here, she's like Flash fan number yeah, one. Yeah, she's total Flash um, fan number one. Top on and off. Yeah, he ne- negligible. But basically, he has he has a whole, weather wizard. He, he has a he has a group of antagonists that just sort of hang out together and cause big problems. Mirror Master, um, Mirror Master, man, he's a bastard. That guy, oh, trouble. <laughs> so, so, what about Slade versus Teen Titan? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. There's another Ooh. there's another team rivalry that's and that, dark, and that's, and that's a that's one where it's once again it's a I chose you, right? Like the teens did not go. Let's go kick Deathstroke today. It's the Slade went. Well, I guess I'm gonna go kill a bunch of teenagers today. And that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Because he can't live with the insult. It's, it's insulting. Yeah. On that note, similar to the uh, Captain Hook, Peter Pan one, Van Pelt from Jumanji versus Alan Shepard. Yeah, that's or a good Peter, one. Is it Peter or is it Alan Shepard? <laughs> is his name Alan? Yeah, Alan yeah, Shepard. Alan Shepard. It's like, not, not the astronaut, <laughs> but the kid, the, the Robin Williams or whatever, because he will stop at nothing right. to get that kid. Like, that's, 
kind of scary but cool in its own way. And the, that 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 look of fear in Alan's eyes as soon as he sees that, it's like once he realizes uh, it's like it, a hunter like, from the darkest wild, and he gets up and it's like you're like what what I don't understand what's going like, on, but clearly he's scared. Was, no, this, I'm scared. What's going to happen? This was going on in Jumanji too. Yeah. Like this is not just right, a, right, right. Well, also the interesting thing to the the, the parallel between Peter Pan, Captain Hook. Van Pelt was played by the actor who played his father. Right, which happens in many theatrical versions of in Peter Pan. Most versions of Peter Pan, yeah, yeah. With the exception of Hook, which also is Robin Williams. So, like, you've seen the, <laughs> there's these weird parallels going on, I'm telling you, but it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's pretty cool. It's too bad there wasn't something like that in Zathura, but the Zathura movie was really good. Yeah. I said I haven't seen it. I needed to see that. Oh, yeah. It's worth watching. Yeah, guys, homework for this episode uh, watch Zathura. It's cool. It's Jumanji Bo space stuff. Come on. Yeah. Uh, that sounds pretty good. The book is also really awesome. <laughs> yeah, the book is awesome. Uh, it's, it's, the book is way more Jumanji than the movie is. Anyway. I love that basically we're just looking at the walls of Nerdy Show Studio yeah, looking yeah. for inspiration. What can we do? Well, because, hmm. well, because it's, you know, we're surrounded by it. It's like, it's... So much pop culture. What about Snake Eyes and Snow, <laughs> the other ninja? <laughs> Snake Eyes and White Guy? Yeah. <laughs> Storm, Storm Shadow? I don't know. I don't... Uh, this is just going to be embarrassing for us. Every G.I. Joe fan is going to be like, you guys, you don't... I'm sorry. Excuse us for not being up to date on G.I. Joe well, mythos. Up, to, up like, to date, like informed at all. Like the, the, the ninja... <laughs> I, I feel like an asshole. The ninja battles are like the thing that people the takeaway from G.I. Joe. Right. Like one out of every. You may as well just be like, like the, hey. what, the, the Lego Ninjago or whatever. It's like, you don't know about that either, do you? G. Well, G. you know. A, I don't know. G.I. Joe is There's on par with. There's a big difference between G.I. Joe and Ninjago, <laughs> sir. Let's put it this way. Like, Not just the size of the action figure, G. but the lore itself, sir. G. Hold, Jug. Doug. And. <laughs> G.I. <laughs> Joe and Transformers. I mean, they were they were on the level. Like that, you were either buying one or the other, maybe both. And if they were, if it was both, then they were having action. You know, they're having adventures together. It was mine. It was neither. It was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, I thought for that. I, I think me that's, too. But I think that's the problem with Team Nerdy Show is that we were like, uh, G.I. Joe, uh, well, Transformers, thing, ooh, Ninja Turtles. Not, it's, it's just it's just the people in this room right now and on, and on the web because I mean the fact is we had Aaron in here. Oh he, yeah, he would be G.I. Joe. He would be giving us shit. Is it Snowstorm? I don't know. It's not snow. <laughs> well, I know. Hey, man, if he's just butthurt over the movies tucking, I can understand. <laughs> but you know. hey, remember that one time that Shoreleave uh, fell in love with a mermaid? <laughs> that was anyone? Anyone? I do. Yeah, that it was, was. It was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. GI Joe was the butt of internet memes. It's just like the GI <laughs> Joe. I'm a computer. I'm a computer. Hey, the fe- the, the fenceler. Oh, push rock sandwiches. <laughs> The, the, I mean, no one can die. The, the, fence, the Fensler remixes are the greatest thing to happen to G.I. Joe in 20 years. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> movies included. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm wrong. Please. I, I'm remembering a fact. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, was he Cobra Commander in the first G.I. Joe movie? What? I didn't see it. That sounds, that's crazy so. talk to me. Look it up. I don't I'm think tempted, so. I'm, I'm tempted to say I think that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I don't think so. Was Cobra Commander. I know that... Because um, I remember hearing who he was. I remember saying, did you know Cobra Commander was played by so-and-so? And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? I know know that uh, Eggleston played Destro. Oh, what about Doctor Who and the Daleks? Is that a rivalry? Uh, I don't know if Doctor Who like hates them as much as they hate him. Oh, he hates them. I mean, I'm I'm not. I mean, because the whole thing is the whole thing is the Daleks were the reason for the the time wars, and they. I you lost me. (laughs) (laughs) And they they destroyed the time lords. 
Maybe well, maybe like the master is more his rival. Right. The, than the, the master definitely has a. I mean, well, the whole thing is master the master and, and him doctor. have the whole like Mor- Moriarty Sherlock Holmes mentality. But yeah. like, I definitely feel like Doctor Who has a. He feels a responsibility to stop the Daleks whenever they pop up. That's because they're crazy. I, now I, I'm only. I'm only. I've been working. I've been working my way through next generation because i didn't grow up watching it but i love it I, it's great I'm, I'm really digging it but i'm like going, I'm, I'm halfway through season four so if it ends up not being this and something different you could you know i guess try not to spoil it but what about data and lore would those be rivals interesting because there's a sibling hey, rivalry thing going on sees it yeah lore definitely feels the rivalry but i think it doesn't trust him either well, da- I don't data think he doesn't trust him, but I think I don't think Data only ever wants to love Lore. Like the in whole a way. thing about but, rivalry. But, but, but every time Lore shows up, it's like we can't trust him. We got to figure. We got. We have to just stop him. Like you know, this this isn't working. Right, but that's that's from Data's point of view. Mm-hmm. That is from a like a completely empirical conclusion. Rivalry is so emotionally based. Hmm. Like I guess that's true. There's there there, there everything. There's, my point. There's a, there's an extra level. Of- it, it's always it's always felt one sided to me because Laura is all like he's so emotional. He's just like ha, 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 I'm gonna completely fuck you over, Data. Right, right. And and Data's like Laura, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's true. It's true. But they are. I mean, like the, the, I think you could almost make up for that by the fact that they're nearly identical. Like right. they're like they're made for each other. I like think uh, I think it would be it would be arguable, and I would. If I were a judge on this, I would let it slide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I definitely feel just like that most judges when it comes to anything data related. It's like, well, we'll let it slide. Uh, it's it's like, we're going to let it go. Yeah. No, but I, I definitely feel like that emotional driven, mm-hmm. like either rage or respect is there mm-hmm. because like even with like Spider-Man, J. Jonah Jameson, J. Jonah has so much rage for Spider-Man. Right. And like you said, Spider-Man that emotion is there. Yeah. Like, he still feels compassion for Jonah. Right. But Jonah didn't do anything wrong, so he can't, like, you know, just bust right. his chops. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's like, he, like, there that is still a rivalry where it's still kind of like the animosity is one-sided. Mm-hmm. But there's still emotion from both sides. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to rule out the robot because he has me, no yeah, emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because, I'm, like, because there's the lack of emotion from Skynet. But because right. of how that's much true. that's true, like if, but, if they, but clearly they go yeah. after they single him. That's out. the thing. Yeah, like the logical com- imperative for Skynet is number one priority. John Connor, number one. Yeah. If Data had that same number one priority, right. we must be stopping Lore. Right, right. And I mean, if you want, of course, I feel like the only substantial rivalry in Next Generation that has a long lasting appeal is it's pretty. Uh, I mean, it's kind of it's pretty obvious. It's, it's Q and Picard. Yeah, like. Yeah. At first, Picard's like, "Yeah, whatever. I just, 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 stop, just leave stop me alone with me." And then eventually, it's I, like, "I haven't gotten as far yet for it to be like a true rivalry." Because so right now, where I'm at, it's still just like, "Oh, Picard, hey, I'm just gonna dick around." He's like, "You get off my ship," you know. Like, that's pretty much it. it. Doesn't quite get to the extreme. Pi- basically, it amounts to piss each other off enough, and eventually, you just get angry every time you see him. <laughs> I, I'm already angry every time I see him. I'm like every every time it's just like I'm looking flipping through the list, and like the letter Q shows up in one of the titles. I'm like, "Oh God, damn it." <laughs> <laughs> gotta watch this one i'm gonna i'm gonna put it off i'll watch it tomorrow god damn it and, it, and sure enough he shows up and he's naked and it's just like oh great hate him now now he's naked in my face i the adventure time poster made me think finn and jake ice king true man the relationship with him's so weird these days it is i mean i'm, I'm still catching up. 
Because it's it's cordial, even. There's so many layers to Ice King. He's like an onion. You keep going deeper, and you keep getting sadder and, and crying but that's the thing. more. You don't really have to go inside of it. It's like, ugh. They don't have but to think, hate him though to like be the rival. Season one and two, they're more rivals, and then later on, they're kind of like like that crazy uncle that they have to love because he's crazy. But they also <sighs> like. I still feel that like the moment he was up to no good, they would just. Oh yeah, everything. they'd smack him. Yeah, yeah. No, Ice King, you stop that. Like, it's like a child misbehaving. In like that point, right? that part it, of a rivalry is still hoping. Like there's so emotion in it because you're hoping for the rehabilitation. Yeah, well, like that's what I definitely feel with there Batman might be, and Joker. Like, some like yeah. crazy rivalry between like Princess Bubblegum and Marceline. You know, like how that goes. That's kind of a rivalry. Yeah, a little bit. I don't. I think they I just really they just have that. a very complicated relationship. Question mark. Those ladies are complicated together. I, I think the lesson we need to take away from all this is that Glampire needs to hate the lightning. <laughs> he, like, he starts off. He starts off. It's like, hmm, they are a nuisance. Like, yeah, oh, they're a nuisance. Look, toys to play with. And yeah. then they just fuck him over and over. Like, okay, well, number one priority. Uh, we need to stop these fucking I mean, lightning dogs. Look at, look at this his way. He, he, he accidentally started a war that, uh, that destroyed the planet. And he needed that technology to get off this rock. So now he's trapped in this rock. And he's thinking they're the only way out. Like it, in well, thousands well, of years. It, well, he, well, he more so. He's been. It's been years and years. And he thought, "Well, I fucked up. Like there's. I'm gonna have to like you know scour this world for resources. There's no way I'm gonna pull this off. Maybe forever, I can. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, right oh, we've we've got it. And it's like he's like, fuck these guys. These dog things have it. I'm gonna get it. It's gonna be great. Let's do it. And they're like. They're like, no, fuck you. We don't even want to go home. We want to defeat you so bad. Boom, it's gone. <laughs> he's like, you, you, <laughs> you don't know what you've done. <laughs> oh, man. I like it. It's, yeah, it's, ba- it, it's bad news. And, you know, whether or not they get individual rivals, well, you know, we'll see which, which, which villains are going to rub them the wrong way. But uh, this has been actually a fun exercise and just like analyzing rivalry and just antagonism. And, and I definitely, I definitely feel that emotion because like just, Going back to like even the quote unquote goofiest example of Francis and Pee Wee, mm-hmm. it's a straight up rivalry though. Like it's the, funny, but it so is so much emotion. Yeah, yeah. There is the there's the rivalry where you're hoping where they one side is hoping for a rehabilitation. I just want to see more scenes with them together. Like like, like Sherlock <laughs> is hoping Moriarty will reform. Mm-hmm. Batman is hoping. Oh, Pee Wee doesn't give a shit about Francis. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's he the thing. Doesn't like, want him to get then better. There are, like, then there are the the, the he wants to rub it and rub the bike in his face. They're the rivalries of, I will destroy you. Yeah. I will end you. Yeah. That's kind of the same rivalry you see with with Seinfeld and Newman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there will never be reconciliation. Like, there's tragic rivalries, and then there's the rivalries that you as the audience love to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just remember another one. Scrooge McDuck and Glumgold. Like those two motherfuckers. That is once again that's, the that's another classic rivalry. They will never unhate like each they, other. They just they embody the archety- archetypes of people who have a shared history, shared romance, shared goals, and they hate each other. Yeah, and they will. That will never reconcile. You know what's, what's interesting about them is that neither of them are especially good people. Yeah, you know Scrooge is the the and he's a little he's more lighthearted, and Glumgold's business practices leave much to be desired. But so does Scrooge. He's not. A, he's a very shrewd <laughs> businessman. Right. I mean, he's. He's really the only, he's only in hero because we're seeing his point of view. (laughs) Would uh, Nev Campbell versus Ghostface in the Scream movies? I guess so. Eventually, unfortunately, once it gets to that point, 
it's the movies get real bad, but not they were ever really good to begin with. But just the idea that like Scream Three sucks whoever, is what I'm saying. Whoever puts on that mask is always gunning for her. But yeah, yeah no, the, I hadn't thought of like long running like horror, horror films movies, yeah. like Jamie uh, Lee Curtis's but, character. Well, but even then, even but even in the Halloween series, it's not always after her. Um, no, no, yeah. no, he is. Yeah, not he, like Halloween Three, which is fucking no, thing ha- whatever, Halloween like, Three. The, I, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, in the for of the franchise, not every movie's about Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, if in a perfect world, the franchise would, would have, be. would have been yeah, yeah, what, yeah. I, well, I'm personally a fan of what John Carpenter was attempting to attempt with Halloween 3. Mm-hmm. I wish that the series had gone on to be a different problem every time, but I know how it's completely not marketable, so right, uh, right. I understand why it happened. For Michael Myers, he is compelled to murder his family. Uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis is the the last notch in his belt that he needs to do away with. So, and she needs to stop him. Like, yeah, we, as as his it, as her brother, it is her responsibility. In to Halloween stop two, him. they do in fact become rivals. I mean, of course, then then you know Halloween four through six, it becomes her her child becomes the the subject of all the attention. Mm. Uh, but you can either you can either choose to accept those films or not. Because uh, then once you get to H2O, one of the most unfortunately titled films of all time, um, <laughs> uh, my God, uh, end of the 20th century marketing is the most nonsense shit I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, it's, it's not a great film, but that rivalry from Halloween 2 is in full effect. She yes. is just like, I'm done with this shit. I don't know how you found me. It is over, pal. Like Sigourney Weaver and Aliens? Yeah. It is, it is, yeah, it is, it is very her, like, similar that's, situation. That's, that's how I feel with the, um, the responsibility that the doctor feels against the Daleks is mm-hmm. Sigourney Weaver, Weaver's character. Like Ripley just, it is her responsibility to make sure that these motherfuckers never make it to earth. Mm-hmm. That she feels a personal responsibility at that. I, point. I, I'm just not as familiar with Dr. Who, but I just cannot the picture Dr. So who beautiful. with the sonic screwdriver just saying, get away from her, you bitch. Like, I can't see that happening with that much passion and intensity that Sigourney Weaver had in the forecourt. Well, I think that's the, that's the, you know, whether or not they want you to think in Doctor Who that that's the kind of conflict they have, but whether or not Doctor Who is capable of channeling that level of yeah. emotion is got, a completely a different of, argument I, altogether. I got a lot of mixed feelings about Doctor Who. Yeah, you and me know. both, pal. Well, I, yeah. I think that the Ninth Doctor probably could have done, but none of those other ones, they're all too sissy. <laughs> Did John suddenly get drunk? Like that's the thing. I, that's one of the things I don't like about Doctor Who is just like, oh well, you know, one through nine, you know, you kind of got it. Well, once you're past nine years, basically, of Doctor Who, well, not even nine years. What am I talking about? That's nine seasons. Yeah. Nine Doctors. That's like what fifteen years of of whatever. Then it starts 50? getting good. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, the ninth Doctor was when they came back. Anyway, but that's the, we're not here. We, to we do actually have a microsode about Doctor Who on the docket, so we you can, gotta get me on that one because I'm just gonna complain the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but, but what about McFly versus Tannen? I was actually gonna bring that up. Yeah, oh, McFly and Tannen. That's uh, that's also a generational. Yeah, yeah, because it's always it's always like the Tannen family versus the McFlys. Like even just throughout all of the films and even into the video game, they explore that it's not just. It's not always Marty that he's after secretly, but like literally every member of the McFly family is being picked on by the Tannins and uh, uh, forever. Yeah, forever. And it's 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 even the cartoon. I think even the freaking cartoon <laughs> yeah. explored that yeah, even there, further. There was always uh, a Biff, uh, yeah. you know, in ancient Rome. Uh, <laughs> ancient Rome Biff. Yeah. <laughs> it's that show's not good. No, but the, but the game, the video game is fantastic. Like as a but, fan but of the movie, we movies. put chocolate syrup in your shower cap, and now you don't have a brain left. What? I honestly that was think the John got premise drunk. of one of the episodes. Oh man, you remember shit? <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> you, 
The only thing I, I remember about that. Doc, okay, I mean, think about this. I have a fucking laboratory with several death lasers. Ugh. Brag, brag, brag. I'm I'm Emmett Brown Jr. Brag, brag, brag. How do we feel about Wolverine <laughs> and Sabretooth? Is that a? Oh my God! Yeah. Okay. Well, and what what's more, Wolverine's. Uh, I mean, Wolverine has. Wolverine's rival central, right? Yeah. Like Wolverine is just he's he's just he's even got members of the X Men who are pretty much rivals to him. Like, Hell, him and Scott. But, <laughs> but yeah, him and Scott are, the, are is the frenemy rival. Him and Sabretooth is the bloodlust rival. Yeah, and then he's got even a rivalry with his own. With you know, we thought well maybe Sabretooth is his brother, but his own. His own Dawkins. actual brother, no, Dawkins' oh. son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his own brother, Dog, and that's that's, right. that's a whole thing. I mean, you know, Dog, Dog came back, right? Jason Aaron wrote the him. Bounty hunter. <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, uh, if, in, in Wolverine Origin, uh, you find out that the Wolverine has a brother. You, in Wolverine Origin, does this weird uh, thing where you think, "Oh, this this uh, this burly kid's gonna end up being you know, Sabretooth." Wo- wo- is in, uh, well, okay. He's gonna end up being uh, Sabretooth. At first, you think he's gonna end up being Wolverine, and then at the end of the first issue, you're like, "Oh no, Wolverine's the scrawny kid. Wolverine's the little emaciated kid." Okay, weird. So then he's got this brother, and the brother never showed up again until recently. Where he was caught in a bit of an Aurobro situation where himself from the future came back in time was all like, hey, how about you go like you, you're, you're, you're been hunting for your damn brother you beat him up, right? Okay, well, let's make this happen. And here's all this stuff. And uh, yeah, a bunch of time travel problems. And now now dogs working for the Hellfire Club with all those awful smart kids who were, uh, you know, bringing Sentinels back and all that jazz. Oh, yay. Yeah. It, that's uh, Wolverine the X-Men's a good book crazy stuff happens in it <laughs> but yeah Wolverine Rival Central is the best way to put that so here's a kind of bit of a stretch one Ghostbusters first Shandor because well, he's always ultimately responsible for most of the problems that the Ghostbusters have to deal with him and his little cult yeah because I mean uh, when you count the video game as canon which most people do and most people probably should uh, he, it ultimately was him they even fantastic <laughs> you know it was it was i agree and uh you know they even uh i don't want to say retcon but they even make reference to the fact that vigo in the second film with the slime under the city that was all due to shandor's technology on right. this hidden island so really yeah. uh w- w- you know rivalry would would in would suggest like an active uh something working against it whereas shandor was long since dead and these things were working long after he was dead and so did they end up eventually fighting shandor yes. like a ghost yes, yes but, but but it's not like shandor was like i'm out to beat the ghostbusters like right. it was very much now, like just doing his own thing now filmation's sort of ghostbusters though, it's, it's a rivalry where one of the people's actually missing it's like you're you're literally fighting their ghost even when you aren't actually fighting their ghosts you know right what I mean? no it's true it's true it's, it's curious like, yeah it, it, it it's kind of like the uh how in the fifth element, Gary Oldman and Bruce Willis are like, you know, the rivals, but they don't even know each other exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is brilliant. Like, I love that. They're, they're like, they're fighting against everyone. They, they have like, literally, they don't even know the other person's name. They don't even, he doesn't even know there's a taxi driver out there. He has no clue as to what's going on, but he's just actively working against them the entire time. That's pretty, I think it's kind of unique, but pretty cool. Okay. So we got to wrap this, but, uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks to Big Bad Shadow Man for requesting this microsode. If you want a microsode, all you got to do is support us. And uh, if you pass the $100 mark in our cumulative total, any of the $100, you will, uh, you will earn yourself a microsode. And of course, any support gives, a, gives you perks in the mail. So uh, what do you have for us, Hex? What is going to take us out of this episode? Well, we mentioned him really early on, but he's also still a pretty iconic member of our rivalry family, Ahab. Sure. By MC Lars. 
Okay. Where he basically breaks down uh, rhythmically why Ahab is is pretty amazing as a rival person. Let's do it, man. Boom. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Hex. Bye, I'm Doug. Bye, I'm Kristen. Bye, I'm John. Call me Ahab what? Monomaniac. Obsessed with success unlike Steve Wozniak. On the hunt for this mammal that once took my leg. With my worn down crew and my man Queequeg. You're never gonna find him. He's a big sperm whale. The ocean is enormous. Shut up, we're setting sail. This scar that you see that runs down my face. Has scarred my soul and inspired this chase. Mental sickness has got me on the run. Full speed ahead, this is American fun. There is wisdom that is woe, so welcome to my life. It was fine until Moby scarred me like a knife. Towards thee I sail, that unconquering whale. To stab my spear into your white Tale. The first one to spot him gets his gold doubloon. Now excuse me while I go be melancholy in my room. Bad trip, thanks to Moby Dick. Pig legs turn whale jawbone. What? Whale crash, so fast. Oh no, oh no. The ship's got a hole. Plug it up, plug it up. We're never gonna find this white whale, are we, Captain? Hey Ishmael, can I call you annoying? Grown up beluga in the deep blue sea. Swim so fast. And swim so free With the heaven above Moby Dick stressing me And this crazy drenched crew below Call it idiotic pride Or call me Oedipus My main tragic flaw But what about us? It's your battle too Crew man versus beast At least have respect As we sail south and east And north and west Look I'm doing my best While the rain keeps pouring We're exhausted and stressed Pimp went insane When he almost drowned So profound When he shrieks Like a little sailor clown Random ships we met Warned us of our doom They said our boat Would be our tomb Near the Mariana Trench Deep in Oceanic We spotted Moby Dick so white and titanic Bad trip, thanks to Moby Dick Peg legs turn whale jawbone What? Whale crash, so fast Oh no, oh no The ship's got a hole, plug it up, plug it up Bad trip, thanks to Moby Dick Peg legs turn whale jawbone What? my leg and for that you must die i threw my spear and hit moby in the eye he charged the boat it began to sink i said how about that hubris really stinks i didn't think that it would end like this pride meant fate this captain got dissed let it be a lesson revenge is never sweet so i stomp my peg to this super grass that's it thanks to moby dick peg legs turn whale jawbone what Thanks for listening to Nerdy Show. Nerdy Show is made possible by A Comic Shop, Nerdapalooza, and the generous support of listeners like you. Genital support. Oh, come on now. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on the iTunes, or making a contribution in our monthly support drive. I've got no money. 
Well, chill out, man. Any size contribution gets you Nerdy Show audio and images, like even a buck, and it lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com and click the support page to chip in. It's easy. I wait outside 7-Eleven long enough, I'll get you a dollar. Uh, hey, that's, you know, whatever It'll be in works. quarters, but that's all they're <laughs> going to give me for the bus. <laughs> well, look, for more episodes of Nerdy Show, as well as other fine programming, community forums, videos, articles, and more, you should head over to nerdyshow.com. And you can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes store. For the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. Okay. And you're listening to another Nerdy Show micro show. Microshowed? Microshowed. <laughs> Is this one about Sean Connery? Listen to a microshowed. <laughs> <laughs> And you're listening to another nerdy show, Microsode. That's a show that is dick. The <laughs> shit. Dipping your dick in it. That is a, that is a show with a big old dick in it. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> ain't nothing. Ain't nothing micro about that. Uh, <laughs> three, two, one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.